Welcome to Shane Watch and Guilt Free Diving, those massive movie failures that we hate to love. Each week, we look at a movie that either we, our guests, love, but society shames them for. We peek in each nook and cranny for every bright spot, keeping the public at bay while we watch these movies like the miracles that they are. Today, we are grabbing the green orb and going on a psychedelic trip through <laughs> heavy metal. Oh, I'm James man. Fight. I'm the grumpy one. Uh, uh, to my left, uh, uh, chief archivist of this podcast, the one, the only. Kenny Madison, executive chief archivist of flatfilms.com. Thank you for remembering that I got promoted on the 100th episode. Of course, James. yeah, I got your back. Uh, uh, but also, we still really need to find an executive. So That's you, true. We you need to pull find double weight. a chief archivist. Hey, yep. real quick, on that note, I did have somebody reach out asking <laughs> what position was available, by the way. I don't, no, I swear stop. to God. It was it was James, our artist, uh, the guy who does big shout out to James Garcia. He right. does our the artwork for uh, Shame Watch, oh. and he's working on the one for Game Watch. He was like, "Hey, so real quick, like, what what position is available that that Kenny took?" Chief archivist, <laughs> I guess. And I was like, uh, "Oh, dude, my bad. That that that's just a bit we got going on. <laughs> Sorry." Like, and he was it like, was "Oh, my bad, should, should, should. buddy." He's offering, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, that, that who uh, uh, chimed in with his friend, um, uh, our, oh, that's one, our only the editor, Aaron Salinas. What's happening, y'all? Aaron and A Money, um, Big Comfy. Uh, I'm slowly starting to learn that I have the aesthetic because I got like candles going on in the back. I kind of look like a Snorlax who owns a, a spa, and I'm kind of all about it. It's kind of the Hell vibe I'm going 2021 in. Yes. And the lioness herself, the host of Shame Watch TV, the one, the only. Olivia Slap and Swatas. Also, you know, bringing Bachelorette vibes into my personal life for 2021 because I've got it going on. No. Um, but yeah, James mentioned Shame Watch TV. We just kicked off season three. So the episode on week two will be dropping this week. So stay tuned. Sounds expensive. <laughs> It's not. It's only two dollars a month, and you get to listen to it. And Wowza! That's, that's a nothing. Lot of content for not that much. And today, our special guest, my comedy father. Aw, I'm so one, glad you said that. The only. Oh, you know I had to bring it up. The one. That's the beautiful. only. Ryan Hill. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan. That's that's. I'm so happy that you remembered that. Of yeah, course I, I yeah, that. yeah. I got a dad thing going on with James. It's true. Yeah. yeah. My, he's he's my little boy. <laughs> oh. I hope I make you proud in comedy. You comedy do. Up. You Good. very much do. I'm, I'm yeah. Uh, so what is this thing we're doing? What is oh, this? Uh, <laughs> I was just going to hang out. We're a little different. We like to have fun on our podcast. We do. Uh, we try to. Here's the, here's the thing, Ryan. You probably listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're... We, it's just like you're having a conversation with friends oh, here. Yeah. Like that's okay. that's how we're different. Like we're friends, right. and we're just. It's just like you're listening to a conversation. Well, since I just got on board with Olivia as friends, I'm now friends with all of you. Yeah. So so yes. cool. Excellent. That's how friendships Beautiful. work. Yep. yep. It's like an MLM. Uh, we're in the oh my god. Of, uh, friends. Oh my god. <laughs> so uh, uh, right, you brought some movie. Oh God! You know what's funny is I'm so embarrassed at this very moment. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's the point of this podcast. And, well, and the thing is, I I do love it. I really yeah. do love heavy metal, and sure. I rewatched it last night, and I've watched it probably twenty times at least. And um, and I watched it last night with my wife, 
who is not really into animation, first of all, like I've had to show her some, like I've had to show her like Miyazaki for, mm. in order for her oh. to go like, oh, that's good animation. I'm like, yeah, duh. Okay, yes, it is. <laughs> so, um, but, uh, but so I watched it last night with my wife and, uh, and I loved it and I was smiling and enjoying it the whole time. And I was also like, oh my God. <laughs> and then, but I'm so yeah. glad Olivia's here because uh, uh, we, there definitely needs to be a woman with us talking about this movie. Oh yeah, definitely. oh, 100%. Because uh, yes, it's very sexist. Yeah, so, so James, I'm glad you said Psychedelic Trip because it is that. Very um, much so. It's an animated film. And it's uh, vignettes. There's like seven, I think. I've got them written down, actually. I took, I took notes last night. Nice. There's, like hey. seven, uh, there's like seven different stories. Um, mm -hmm. and, they, and then there's a framing story or the backstory that unites them all. And that's about the Loch Nahr. But, um, uh, and it is an epic battle of good versus evil, which is the fun part. But it's I mean, also... Yeah, that's in there. That's but it's, in there. Yeah, it's in there. But there's also a lot of animated TNA. Uh, to to the point of where watching last night, I was just like, and, and as I said to Olivia earlier, I want everyone to know I was born in 1968. This movie came out in 1981. So if you make that little math calculation, I was 13 when it came out. I'm going to warn people now, this is going to be a graphic podcast. This is a graphic yes. movie. Yes. Uh, don't worry, women. It. I'm here to save the day. You, uh, I'm, and is I'm glad you are. Us all. <laughs> I, us I seriously, <laughs> I was seriously very worried about just well, four dudes talking about this movie. Ryan, I wouldn't be too too worried about that because, and uh, in my role as executive chief archivist, I, I do some research <laughs> on the movie. So one of the mm -hmm. things that I found out is that sexism was invented in 1983. So this movie is actually, oh. it's completely fine. Uh, yeah. I think it's might, healthy for its time. I think you might have that backwards. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe feminism was invited. invented nope. No, anyway. I don't. I don't think so, uh, because everything was feminist <laughs> until 1983, and then then we started feeling bad. So, uh, Ryan, I've yes, got to ask. You are a 13 year old. <laughs> Did didn't see it when I was 13. I don't okay. think I saw it until I was about 15, probably. Okay, still <laughs> right age for Maybe a little later. What's going, uh, um... Yeah. Well, animated large breasts are, you know, that's that's wonderful. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not cool, gonna Cool, that's lie. the episode title. Universally <laughs> applauded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. uh... For a 15-year-old boy, yep. Yeah, I would like to point out that there's a lot more to the movie than that. <laughs> uh, um, Brian, but... just throw me a number. Just throw me a number. How many times? Have I watched it? No, no. <laughs> Ryan, answer how the question. Times? How many times? What how, many times Ryan, Ryan? how many times? Ryan, how many times? How many times what? How many times what? How many times? 69? I don't know. Nice. What are you asking? What are you asking? Masturbation, of course. Oh, uh, actually, I don't think ever. Um, really? Yes, because uh, and I would I would be upfront about that. Um, I know that's why <laughs> I asked. Yeah, because I'll I'm say I've only seen this once, and I've at least done it once. That, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, as I said before, my wife was there with me. So oh, oh, oh. <laughs> this, this movie set the mood. Nice. <laughs> actually, uh, actually, she's about four months pregnant. So yeah, not, and? Yeah, not really happening right now. Child coming on. Uh, yeah. Congratulations. I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't know if you knew that or not, James. We. Did I saw it on uh, the Instagram. Okay. I think. 
or Facebook. So if it's somewhere. a boy, Lochnar, and if it's a girl, Tarna. 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 Okay. So Olivia, does the fact that the hero is a woman is that the savior of a woman? Does that does that erase any of the uh, otherwise uh, gratuitous uh, gratuitous I, awful depictions of women? No. Um, what? I think Kenny's gonna say something real quick, and then I will answer. No, Olivia, you answer. Yeah, first. no, that Kenny, that that strikes me it. as the correct thing to do politically, for sure. <laughs> Well, I thought you were going to do the. You were going to introduce the context. Uh, certainly, uh, but I want Olivia to talk first. Okay, thank you, thank you. All right. So, yeah, um, this movie. <laughs> <laughs> End of episode. I'm glad. I'm glad we're still friends. <laughs> <laughs> this movie. So, to answer your question, and we'll get more into specifics in a little bit, but uh, yes, Tarna, Tarna changed you know my mind about this movie good i would have loved for her for her to have been able to talk because i didn't like the idea that she didn't um and i also you know the the skimpiness of the clothing was also not great um but badass woman of course a woman is going to be the one who takes care of all this shit because women get the job done and they get it done right Hell yeah yeah. Well, and the Lachnar, which is to those who don't know, the evil, the awful evil presence in the movie, mm-hmm. and pretty much, I think, sort of like the evil in the universe. I mean, you know, maybe like Satan or whatever. But the, yeah. but um, uh, is the is masculine. Is very masculine. Mm-hmm. So the voice and everything about it. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe the people who made the movie were trying to come up with a way to justify all the TNA. Maybe that's Ooh, maybe that I, was the I don't know. <laughs> they were trying for something. I don't know if they hit the mark, but uh, <laughs> Kenny, I think it's time for some context. Indeed. Uh, in my role as executive chief archivist, one of the things that I like to do uh, with the films that our guests and our hosts present is provide a little bit of context about why someone might feel shame in a professional context. Now, I think we've already established uh, quite thoroughly why someone might feel some shame, but let's get into the specifics of what goes on in the movie. Context! In a review titled Teen Fave Heavy Metal Back and As Gross as Ever, from Barry Walters, the Examiner staff critic found at sfgate.com, published March 8th, 1996. So this is a review from a revival screening whenever Heavy Metal was brought back. In the early 80s, when the Parents Music Resource Center threatened to sanitize rock and roll, Heavy Metal, a teen-targeted feature cartoon of horror, sex, and sorcery, was exactly the kind of pop culture creation that flipped out moral guardians. It was raunchy, violent, pro-drug, chock-full of hard rock. And teens loved it. Heavy Metal has gone on to become Columbia's most popular film on the midnight circuit, even as its video has gone out of print. But, like Rocky Horror Picture Show, Heavy Metal makes most sense as a midnight weekend feature when many of its viewers are likely to be herbally and chemically addled. Without the help of intoxicants, Heavy Metal comes across as what it is, a wildly sophomoric and stupid cartoon celebrating gore, rape, and bad music. Inspired by the masturbation material meets Dungeons and Dragons mentality of Heavy Metal Magazine, the cartoon brings together several stories linked by the Lochnar, 
my favorite Richard Lochnar film is Slacker, a radiant green orb that embodies evil and bounces across the centuries, inspiring much greed, decapitation, and bad sex. Obviously, there was an edict that every adult female in these stories must have massive breasts and instantly disrobe before they are vaporized, or worse. Although the soundtrack boasts big names, including such non-heavy types as Donald Fagan, Stevie Nicks, and Devo, the, s- oh, the songs yes. included are substandard duds <laughs> that sound even more laughable now than they did in 1981. The rest of this movie Hard disagree. would be just as foolish if it wasn't so gross. The soundtrack is amazing, and that comment, like, I agree with most of that review, or a lot of that review, but that comment about the soundtrack is bullshit. Yeah, the soundtrack slaps. So, if I may Mm -hmm. execute one of my duties as executive chief archivist of uh, flatfilms.com, go to flatfilms.com every week for a brand new video. Well, one day. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, today. Um, Our podcast is about positivity, and it's been very clear and there are lots of problematic movies. And also, yeah. let's at least try a little bit, make an attempt to find what the value of this movie is and why this oh, disconnected dude. so yeah. much as a, apparently yeah. a midnight movie. Uh, so uh, I, I will bring up something now um, that my amazing wife pointed out to me last night. Um, uh, in addition to pointing out how <laughs> wow, their boobies are big. And also, um, I could give you some direct quotes. And, and you know, and my wife is used to big boobs. But <laughs> but the, the the nipples kept changing color, too. She pointed that out, mm-hmm. which was weird. I think I noticed that, too. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, she was doing all that, but she also, she was being very sweet and, like, trying to understand why I liked this awesome. movie. And, um, because she's that way. And uh, she, um, and I, my biggest fandom is Tolkien. I'm a huge Tolkien person, right? And she, uh, and she said, "I see why you like this." And I was like, "You do?" <laughs> I was like, "Awesome, yeah." Why? And she said, "It's like Tolkien." And I was like, "Why?" And she said, "Well, the Loch Nahr is like the Ring. Uh, oh. People are tempted by it, and only some people can let it go, like Den, Harry Canyon, let it go. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, various characters. Most people want it." they want the power and then it destroys them. But um, so I think there is that sort of standard epic fantasy thing that you get it in, you get it in star Wars with the force, you know, the dark side of the force, you, yeah. get, you know, uh, it says uh freshest today's headlines, actually greed, greed does shitty things to people. Yes. And um, uh, so uh, she pointed that out and I had never made that connection before. And I was, I was like, uh, wow, thanks babe. So um, yeah. So, but she did fall asleep <laughs> towards the end, for that, which I don't, feel, I don't that blame That feels her. right. That feels uh, yes. right. But, uh, so yeah, there is redeeming stuff to it. Um, I but, totally uh, agree. I, yeah. I think also, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Ryan, because you lived through these times, but that was <laughs> during like the satanic panic oh, yeah. period. So it's a like, little before that. Oh, okay. but it was kind of on the cusp, right? Because yeah, yeah, I, I feel can't... like this got lumped with the D and D because, like, D and D was very scary at first because of that satanic panic. And I feel and like... I was a D and D player in high school, obviously. If I like this movie, right? And um, <laughs> I and mean, then, uh... I'll get into that later because <laughs> I have some qualms. D and D is not like that. That is what the media wants it. Uh, oh, D and D certainly can be like that it if you can, want it to be. It can be, but it doesn't <laughs> yeah. need to be. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, but I feel like uh, it, it, like that's anytime people are like, oh, D and D's this, like they would point to this movie. It's like it's like this is D and D. This is why it's bad. It's like no, it's not, no. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. it can. It certainly can be. It's certainly inspired by that kind of storytelling. I mean, I yeah, mean, yeah. You know. it's it's high fantasy. There's a lot of high yeah. fantasy yeah. influence here. Yep, it's it's high fantasy and sci-fi jammed together. I mean, yeah. and that's one of the things I think that I loved about it, being the mm-hmm. nerdy kid that I was. I was also like, my favorite band at the time was Rush. Like, Hell and, yeah. I mean, I'm like, so this this movie was like, they, they, they would like, it's as if somebody looked at me and went, let's make a movie for this kid. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and, then they, and then they gave me this I mean, movie. I, I, I couldn't <laughs> help but have the thought that this is like a, a heavy metal album cover, but just animated. Right, right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and it, because honestly, this is my first adult animation I've ever seen from the Uh, 80s. Um, Same. And it gave me a lot of Adult Swim vibes. Adult Swim Mm -hmm. kind of took a lot of um, liberties from films like this. Um, It's it's the inspiration for a lot of things. Um, In fact, there's a series on Netflix uh, now that they're going to do a second season of, I think it's called, what is it, Love, Death, and Robots? Um, and I oh, ran through okay. I ran through that whole series like so fast, riding my bike so in my room. But that so series good. is inspired by heavy metal um, and a lot of more. You know, at the time, it was one of the only adult animation things there were. Yeah, I'm, America you know? does not I mean, it was like, do adult animation, period. Yeah. Uh, and whenever it does, right. it's as successful as heavy metal, which is to say there's a very passionate fan base and it's also very small yeah. and it's never financially successful uh, right. what, what oh actually it made it it made twice as much as it cost to make i mean how much it, did it cost oh. to make it cost about 10 million to make and it made about 20 million according Whoa. to wikipedia wow so, that's um yeah. home run that's a- yeah i mean it's you know hey that's that's pretty good you double yeah. the money <laughs> yeah, for, yeah especially I, for i will film say this weird that's yeah that's respectable mm-hmm. I yeah. I heard about this movie long before I saw it, and the only reason was because it get it kept getting brought up during the announcement for SpaceX. I don't know if y'all remember that in 2018. Yeah, the car because uh, the car. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. of that Corvette entrance. With uh, apparently Elon Musk is a huge fan of heavy metal. That tracks very <laughs> much so. Yeah, what a and, shock. Oh great! I'm, I'm lumped in with Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> great company. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and so yeah, the, that... uh, so I was like, oh cool, I'll get around to watch that. Didn't give it much thought, and then I see at least fifteen pairs of giant boobies um, for the past hour and a half. And technically, Kenny, it is an hour and a half. Oh, it's a perfect right. film. It's a it perfect is. It's film. 90 minutes on the well, nose. As, as on the nose. We have established on this podcast, uh, a perfect <laughs> film is 90 minutes. And I, I'm not sure if we've made this addendum canon on the podcast as well. But another perfect movie size is a movie with an intermission, regardless of its length. Well, that's oh, a that's yeah. a Kenny. No. Addendum. It has not been passed yet. It's perfect. It's a perfect length no. because you can walk away from this, it. It's like two is this because hour and a half movies. Kenny doesn't like to miss movies, but he has to pee. Yeah, that's, uh, okay. uh, that's also right. canon. One of the things that I love to do is to <laughs> pee. 
that's, that's why we're waiting for our Depends sponsorship. Yes. I love you. exactly yeah, right. Covered this. So you can watch your movie and pee at the same time. I, Depends. Yeah. Get yours today. I, I'm at least. Without this, judgment. I'm at least the second oldest guest you've ever had because I know Paul is older than me. So there you go. <laughs> Take that, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I that just don't have we had uh, in our prime? You've you've now had all of us. Yeah. We have yep. the trifecta. Cool, now. James, mm-hmm. rank them. We completed the trinity. <laughs> they're all equal and they're all special in their own way. You're right. Paul is a distant no, third, and then uh, <laughs> Ryan, distant second, and Gloria just at the tippy top. Uh, I'll go with that. I'll go with that. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, that, I that, love that, that was that didn't that didn't hurt for me wanting to be on this podcast. The fact that you guys were that both Aaron and and uh, and uh, James were favorably talking about my improv troupe. That that search sure IOP is so good. Mm. It's, it's the best improv. Ke- Kenny, you weren't you weren't as enthusiastic. <laughs> Ryan was taking notes about enthusiasm. I've said it to your face. I've had okay, to. Yeah, sorry. so have I. I've known you the it's, longest it's, in this group. It's true. But, but I said it at forty-five seventeen in episode sixteen, so it it just holds a little more water. <laughs> That's true. I have known Kenny for the longest. I I because I used to go up to Oklahoma when Kenny still lived in Oklahoma, and I would go to the uh, to the. Uh, festival improv festival up there and see him i remember the first whoa. scene i ever saw you in whoa wow yeah. you were playing a coach that sounds right and uh and you were you were just then the other character was doing something more related to the story and you were just like ranting for a while and then and then you would stop and they would talk and then you would rant some more <laughs> it was it was quite funny so, I, yeah. I I don't remember many things that I do about improv and Aaron, feel free to cut this out, but I'm going to brag about myself for a little bit. Uh, I, I, I hope that you remember this. It was at my, it was at IFO six. It was the last IFO that I did as a resident. Improv festival, Oklahoma. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And pl- please tell me that you remember this. Um, it was me, James Murray and Chris Curtis. And both of them kind of tapped gloves and I was like, cool, uh, n- no hits above the knees, no hits below the knees, don't hit the face, n- no crotch contact, don't be boxing behind the thighs, that's a no-go. Switching fingernails, and it was, this whole scene just became me just listing all of these things. <laughs> you know, I think it was like a, that, may be, that may be the scene I'm talking It was like about. a two and a half minute scene where James and Chris did not say anything. They were just boxers ready to start. And I was just huh. like, don't switch eye colors. I know you're going to want to do it, but don't switch <laughs> eye color in between. No, I, 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 don't, I don't specifically remember that, but it sounds very similar to the scene. And also, it also so. sounds like a Kenny scene. And, it totally sounds like And what's really great about James <laughs> Murray is that he has the perfect, what, what's going on face? Oh, he's really good at that. That's a superpower. Anyways, the movie that we're talking Man, about is Heavy awesome. Metal. Great movie, five stars. <laughs> <laughs> we also do improv. <laughs> Uh, yeah. No boxing behind the thighs. I don't know why that's <laughs> funny. It's a, it's that's... a really great scene. <laughs> yeah. Kenny's done lots of great things. Yeah, that's true. But... Um, uh, <laughs> and, and speaking of great, there's, yes. there's some pretty good cast. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, so John, saying... John Candy, first Big of all. Big Aaron's John boy, Candy's yeah. all over this Big movie. Big Aaron's boy uh, energy. Uh, Harold Ramis. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, good Nyborg, dude. No, that's that's actually not Harold. That's the other guy. 
And then um, uh, Eugene uh, Levy. Uh, oh, yeah, Eugene, Eugene Levy. Levy. Yeah. That surprised yeah. me. Um, mm-hmm. Another f- fella from so SCT. This was both. This was a Canadian American film. It was. It was. It was. So it was a. It wasn't. So a lot of the SCD, SCTV people are in it. Um, yeah, I was going to ask: John Was there Kenny, any relation yeah. between the Second City folks? Because there was a lot of Second City Canada folks. Well, there there, were, there's actually that were in a there. huge commonality. Uh, what do the movie? Uh, what does the movie Space Jam and Heavy Metal have in common? Uh, they're both animated. Uh, th- both they are. They are both very loony. loony. Both are pro- <laughs> giant breasts. Sorry. <laughs> have you seen Lola, yeah, Lola Bunny? Bunny. <laughs> both of those movies were produced by Ivan Reitman, and both of them have Ivan Reitman folks in there, like Harold Ramis or Bill Murray. Uh, wow. Yeah, Aww. that's that's one of the things Ivan Reitman helped bring this movie into existence. Oh, that's cool. You know, it's weird that Space Jam 2 is actually the crossover event between Space Jam and Heavy Metal. I don't know <laughs> how that's going to work with LeBron James. I would know, but... because... Here's the thing. So heavy metal was all about breasts, and Space Jam was about balls. <laughs> Olivia, you're right. I I didn't see it before. Thank you. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You nailed it. We didn't, we didn't get any D. In there's no metal. D in this. Oh, there's we none. Did. We almost got well, Den's D. Right when Den said, Den said big. When he first, <laughs> when he first goes to the new like dimension. That convenient rock. Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And then he pulls down the uh, the loincloth. He doesn't want his dork flag. hanging out around. Yeah, I, I thought that was so good, his dork. I was like, I think I want to start calling it that. Just be like, hey, my, <laughs> well, my, my dork. John, like, John Candy has some amazing lines in that section. In fact, yeah. I wrote some of them down. Um, uh, oh, God. When he first meets, when he first, well, he rescues the the big-breasted English woman, apparently. Yeah. And then they, um, uh, and then they're, they're uh, about to have sex or he she he sees her nude and they're like in peace you know they're not people trying to kill him for the first time and he goes she had the most beautiful eyes i wanted to make some conversation (laughs) yeah Yeah. beautiful line that's a great line Uh, it was was, but that that, but dan was like the most innocent character or one of the most innocent Mm -hmm. characters throughout the whole thing and so he he left the Lochner behind. He didn't care about it also, at all. You know, besides, he was getting uh, late. Probably so. the only time that John Candy got to play a rough and tumble hero. Period. Yep. That's yep. right. Which yeah. And he was a badass. Sucks. He was a badass. Yeah. So, oh, uh, something I noticed this time because I had uh, subtitles on that I've never <laughs> before is that the place where they were, the weird dimension that Den went to, that all that that was going on, and that's and I'll admit that's one of my favorite segments. It's one of the most D and D just. Yeah, it's crazy. very like Conan the Barbarian and yeah, yes. D and yes. D. I, yeah. I I straight up told uh, Johnny and Devin who I was watching this with. Uh, I was like, uh, "Oh, I'm gonna steal that villain as a D and D villain." It was uh, Abel, oh. or whatever his name is. Which one, Ard? The uh... Ard, Ard, yeah, yeah. Oh the, the, the dude. You die, she dies. <laughs> oh, yeah, everyone and, dies. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm totally stealing this as a D and D villain. Has like big fuckboy energy, mm-hmm. and then Queen oh, yeah. has big lioness energy. Yeah. So oh even yeah. Even though the Queen was evil, like I respected that as sure. you know, as the lioness. Like sure. you know, girl get some, and then you know, she did. Kill him. But she didn't kill Dan. Den, but you know, no, she almost did. Almost. But at least uh, she got hers before she died. So she yeah. Did. Uh, so that place where they're at was called Neverwhere, 
which I had never noticed oh. before. Yeah, I, it, and I only noticed it because I had the subtitles on. And like she, never the queen, is the one who said it. She said something about, you know, never, you know, I will rule all of Neverwhere or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, one of my least favorite segments is the one that comes right after that, which is Captain Stern, which is the one that's like the most cartoony on oh, the. Oh man! Yeah, it's not the best. That um, one was rough. That, it's yeah uh, because and. I'm going to get down to a specific editing uh, where they did because they specifically uh, end because there's all these counts that he's done, like murder, all this. And then they say like 37 rapes and then they cut to him grinning and it's like, mm-hmm. whoa, that, yeah. so, that's. Oh, welcome that's, to welcome to 1981, James. Yeah. Welcome, welcome to 1981. That's, yeah. Yeah. Rape was a was a joke thing way more back then. Like it just wasn't as much of a thing. And I mean, I'm not saying that's good by any stretch of the imagination. I'm just saying that that's just how it was. So that's, Oh man, that's And what was the ending line? And it was like, and tax evasion or something along those, right? It was something kind of comparison. Yeah. Yeah. The last one was really, Oh, one moving violation, moving violation. And I was like, this to me, the, gross mm-hmm. just that one line alone the and one moving violation i'm like gross i don't yeah yeah the yeah. creepiest one to me was that one that was thrown in there somewhere was child prostitution ring yeah and that's the one that just yeah. makes me go like mm, is that yeah. really, mm, do we have yeah. to make that a joke yeah <laughs> apparently so. that was the 80s <laughs> yeah that was 81 i'm glad we have uh progressed more uh mm-hmm. as, a, well, as a culture listen we have uh, we're taking some back steps now in, in 2021. <laughs> we have, but our capital was also uh, yes. overrun just a few okay. years ago. Okay, so, so I mean... <laughs> in in Tarna, in the last one, yes. were you thinking the zombies too, overrun the capital? Yes. Yep. Oh my god, I'm, and, I'm 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 glad I'm not the crazy. I was thinking no, the exact same thing. I was thing. thinking like, the exact same thing. I was this like, was oh, too close to home. <laughs> this yeah, just the zombies overrun the capital. Yeah. Uh, for reference, we are recording this uh, January. <laughs> uh, what day? January 9th, 2021. Yeah, January yeah, post-coup. Yes, yeah. a few days uh, post-coup attempt. Yeah, <laughs> which was very messed up. Uh, so when this is released, we don't know the aftermath of that. We only know a little information. Uh, uh, but I think I can boldly say we're, we don't, we're very against that coup. Uh, yes. Oh, absolutely. Uh, pretty, pretty messed up. Uh, anyway, yes, that scene... Made yeah, me think it, of that. It was it, yeah, it kind of hurt what for me watching that scene last night. Yeah, a little bit because there's a scene in the last section which is about the female hero who who uh, doesn't speak. Turn on right? My, no, she yeah, doesn't. my one critique of that. I, that's you know I had not thought of that, and uh, it's an excellent critique. And uh, but she uh, so there's the reason why she is summoned to defend is because this. The, the, the Loch Nahr lands on some planet and infects all these people, turns them into green zombies, and then uh, they're attacking what appears to be the capital. What do they call it? The council chambers. Mm-hmm. Very, yeah. very similar to the uh, U.S. Congress and, uh, and yeah. these zombies, these mindless zombies go and attack the, uh, yeah. the council chambers. Yeah, it's uh, definitely <laughs> definitely opened up a fresh wound. Yeah, sure did. Because, uh, sure yeah, that happened. So uh, anyway. Yeah. Uh, pretty nuts. So, uh, oh, also- uh, I wanted to say. Okay, so 
this would normally possibly be the job of the archivist, but um, uh, the uh, so after Captain Stern and before B-17, which B-17 is arguably the best fucking part of the movie, but um, <laughs> after, after Captain Stern and before 17, there was another scene in there that they dropped out. And you, oh, can, yeah. you can see the rough of it on YouTube. Um, I didn't know this until this week. Oh. Uh, and um, so when the hand, when a Hanover Fist's hand falls down with the green Lachnar in it, you know? Yeah. And mm -hmm. then it kind of falls by and then you see the B-17 come up yeah. and yeah. you got Don Felder rocking in the background. Yeah. <laughs> Don Felder of the Eagles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but so the original is that falls into like the primordial soup of earth uh, oh. back in the very beginning. And then you see the whole evolution of humanity up until World War II. And then the B-17 oh. scene starts. So, oh. so the Loch Nahr had an evil influence on the evolution of our planet was the, was Interesting. the sort of I what like was missed there. I yeah. like that, that. That explains why, like, that transition was kind of weird. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it felt real and, choppy. But yeah. now with that context, I'm like, oh, that's yeah. kind of cool. But that could have gone into like a minute ninety one, minute ninety, minute thirty one, <laughs> minute thirty two. Well, then it's right. no longer perfect. So, so they had perfect. that in mind. Would yeah. have been perfect because it's like three minutes long. I think the it's called uh, what's it called? I can't remember, but it's very much like the Fantasia part at the you know where the be the beginning of uh, if you've seen fantasia you know what i'm talking about it's like the beginnings of earth in fantasia but. it's been a while since i've seen it yeah it's been but this movie was kind of like an adult version of fantasia. It, it was <laughs> it is an adult it's a it's like, a fucked up fantasia is what it is it, if you told me this was like <laughs> an early er yeah. <laughs> if you told me this was like an early disney film i wouldn't necessarily think you were lying because i know they did some weird shit yeah, you know in the seventies and eighties. That's really interesting. That I, you know, what I was observing was in the. I think it was especially the Harry Canyon sequence. That that vignette, the the way that they were incorporating like the scene and everything, like the like the settings and the animation is very similar to Oliver and Company. Because one, oh, it, take, right. it takes place in New York, um, but like just the way that they have like certain like buildings in the foreground and the background and just. Basically, mm -hmm. how they shot that. I don't know all the technical terms, but I, I did make, like a note about that. I thought that oh, was cool. Amazing. Yeah, that cool. that segment I, was I, set in the distant future of twenty thirty one. Yeah, right. That segment was set eleven years from now. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, guys, uh, we gotta get there. That, yeah, that uh, that segment is. Oh. <laughs> yeah. so here, can, let me let me tell you let me tell you my thoughts about this film because it sure. kind of really it really took a turn with this vignette um initially when the movie starts and you see the orb um Lochner, mm -hmm. like destroy the dad and everything i was like oh my god oh well that was you know that girl's gonna need to go to therapy and then you know and therapy's great i don't condemn therapy of course um yeah. Yeah. and uh and then my thought was ooh, i need one of those to ward off all the fuck boys uh, so that way they can just, you know, leave me alone. Um, but when we get to the Harry Canyon sequence, you know, we see that Harry meets the woman whose father was murdered. And here's the thing. I was totally fine with, you know, her getting getting some and like, you know, taking charge. I'm all about that. But it was just one of those things where like once she disrobed, I was like, oh, this is the first time we see, you know, breasts, which uh -huh. 
I was just like, oh, okay. And then you just, they they have sex and it's just very, very visual. And I was just like, oh, okay. So we're doing this now. <laughs> this is- <laughs> Olivia, my, my wife had the same look on her face. Um, <laughs> I was like, I was it like, was, oh, okay. You get it, girl, I guess. Like, um, yeah. It I was, mean, I had, so this, this being shame watch, shame watch, watching it with my wife at that moment is, mm-hmm. is when I first was like, <laughs> 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 I was like, ah! <laughs> you know, yeah, this I, is I, the moment I have like one and a half children with, so <laughs> I still <laughs> felt that way. It, it was, it was, and then of course, something that I've noticed starting with her and, and pretty much all of the women in this film is that, yeah, body proportion wise like ridiculous it's 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 way out of control i'm not saying that you know and i'm a petite woman with you know large breasts for my size but not to that extent of like how the caricature was designed or whatever it's 100 male gaze because the thing is you can if you're drawing it you draw whatever the fuck you want right Mm -hmm. yes and so you don't have to find the actress you don't have to do anything so it's it's just it's just a an artist artist yeah. Who yeah. um uh, who is just doing his thing and then you know I wouldn't be surprised if they were you know thirteen year old artists. Yeah, right. well, so <laughs> that's the, that's the, that's that's amazing that you brought that up because I was just gonna say when the credits were rolling, I actually went through the credits and I counted mm. how many women were in oh, this production. God. If you don't count the voice cast, it was Zero. maybe a little over a dozen. Maybe there were some repeats. But Whoa. it was that's, a majority of men. Like that's actually was, kind of a surprise. <laughs> yeah, I need to I need to like go back and like actually check because there might have been some repeats, but I literally looked at every name that I had, you know, assumed was a fem- like female. Uh-huh. And I did see some women am- uh, animators. And oh, but cool. it would be like it would be like one and then like everybody else was a dude. Yeah. And I was just like, fuck. I wonder if you could go through and like find the places i wonder if you could like study the movie and go like that was a female animator <laughs> yeah, yeah. that yeah. was a female animator. yeah it's, it's yeah. every frame that just has a subliminal help in the corner <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well you know what's i just i just made the calculation in my head and it's 40 years it's 40 years old whoa so, oh um, yeah. uh that so i don't know i yeah like we were saying earlier i'd like to think we made some progress but i don't know I don't know. The, the end gave the end gave me hope though with Tarna because I was like again I'm glad women, it women getting the job done you know and and the gross I definitely felt when she was getting um, cat called and stuff at the bar I was like Ooh. that one uh, you know I feel well bad. did you love it when she chopped their heads off oh I loved that I was yeah, taking I notes I love that too and I love that too because you know because I've been bullied. You know, so it's not the same as being catcalled, but <laughs> but you know when people are when people are treating you like shit and you stand up and chop their head off. I mean, that's great. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It's a whether yeah, you're then... male, female, or non-binary, it's great <laughs> to chop someone's head off. Yes. Yeah, it, it puts a smile on your face for sure. And, it really and let's, does. Add that, let's add that to the merch line. <laughs> they were, <laughs> well, they were they were locked in our zombies. I just like to point out. Yeah. But I'm. But well, wait. We shouldn't excuse the fact that they were trying to like, you know. Oh no, that's not what I was doing. Okay. No, they were they were awful. What they were doing yeah. was horrible, yeah. and it was supposed to be horrible because yeah. she was 
I mean, because we wanted to show that at that moment that Tarna is a badass who will fucking kill you if you fuck with her. And, yeah. and she did. <laughs> so, oh, oh, and that scene, I love that scene too because we get animated Devo briefly, which yes. is very, yes. which is very cool. Um, Hell yeah. And I'm and I'm a huge Mark Mothersbaugh fan. Even he's like now. Um, well, a few years ago he did a children's drawing segment on a kids show called called uh, darn it, I'll have to look it up. But my son loved it. And um, uh, and so, and I, I was watching the show with my son, and there was a drawing segment on every once in a while with a guy named Mark. And I was like, "Is that? Is that?" And then I figured out it was Mark Mothersbaugh. And then Diva was on as that show as a musical guest. Wait, the and, uh, the, oh. the the band in the movie, like the band of that last segment? No, Devo. The actual right, Devo. The the band yeah. in the in in the saloon, I guess, in that last segment. That's that's Devo. Were they not men? <laughs> they are Devo. Very good. <laughs> Thank you. You have to be oh, okay. a, of a certain age to get that. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I I was wondering where that was going. Um, yeah, I was just but that last pivot Ryan into that that joke. last vignette. Uh, sure. Yeah. No, it's a good setup. Uh, that last vignette made me really appreciate the movie Captain Marvel because. It's if you think about it, it's kind of the same where it's this badass uh, space warrior, but in Captain Marvel, she can talk and has a lot of agency. Uh, I'm gonna hit home on the talking thing because that really bothered me. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, good, I'm glad it did. Uh, but yeah. yeah, I don't know, it just made me appreciate uh, Captain Marvel more. And my favorite thing about Captain Marvel is that she's never sexualized in yeah. that movie which is so great and we need to do more of that but uh, I just had that moment of realize, realization and like I guess you know it's, it's something you always know but it's just like oh when it's right in front of your face like this is what women have been like fighting against for so long and it took until Captain Marvel <laughs> to like have someone in the similar role but actually be treated the way they should be treated and written I'm holding back a horrible joke, which That's I will good. now say, which is, okay. what, T Tarna was sexualized? What? Because <laughs> <laughs> Tarna was sexualized every single second she was on screen. Oh, oh my yeah. God. I yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I, um, I will say, now that we're making observations about similar films, um, did anybody with the Harry Canyon one, did anyone get uh, Fifth Element vibes? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. I... Yeah. yeah, I felt like it was I, almost sure. like I mean, f for sure, because this the the heavy metal magazine was insanely influential to so much so art design, it. specifically the I guess the French version or rather the original French version, Metal Hurlant, uh, specifically Mobius, a lot of influence from the. Artist. Dude, you are doing your duty as archivist right now. Chief Executive Chief Archivist, <laughs> but that's fine. Executive. Um, that's why you got that promotion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think one of the reasons that it, it does feel so much like a boys club as well is that, I don't know if you know this, uh, I just read this on Wikipedia, so please don't praise me. Uh, guys, please don't praise me. Whatever you do, just don't stop. Don't okay. pace me. I won't. I know it makes yeah, you uncomfortable. Okay. I won't. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> but the, uh, the company that brought this magazine to the U.S. was National Lampoon, 
So there's a reason that that makes sense. And also the speaking of the overlap between Ivan Reitman and picking some of the SCTV cast and the mood of this movie, it's very much of a aggressive boys club, and this is just kind of the nerdier bent. A version yeah. of National Lampoon sans satire, but well, all, no, there's satire in this movie. It's just incredibly juvenile. It is. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I have one Tolkien comment uh, on uh, on Harry Canyon. Uh, Harry Canyon is this movie's Samwise. Aww. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> he he yeah. puts. He puts down the uh, now. That's giving him way too much credit, but he but he but he doesn't have any interest in the Lochnar. Yeah, yeah. He yeah, just wants yeah. to so share the load. Live his life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So share sweet. the load. Okay. I really liked his like uh, backseat disintegrator. I share the load. Uh, I liked his back rate. Share the disintegrator. It made me. It also gave me. Share the load. Yeah, the backseat disintegrator was very useful, and it and I love and it's really a very good use of gun in the first scene, mm-hmm. you know, or like because it's what kills what's her name. God, yeah. I feel yeah. terrible for not knowing her name. Grima- Grimaldi's daughter. Oh, I identified her through a gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Isn't it sad that they like barely sad. they barely like give these women names? It's yeah, just... yeah. But. Uh, but so and she and she gets the same, and he also foreshadows that. I mean, Harry Canyon's such a it's he, it's great narration. It's great. Um, um, it's very noir. What is it? It's yeah, it's Fulton R narration because he's like you know what did he say in the beginning? You know, ah, I had a feeling it was a sucker play. Yeah. So, yeah. and that guy who did the voice, what is his name? But he, uh, you know, he's got that heavy New York accent. Yeah. So he does the noir thing really well. But. I really love that noir aspect of it. Um, and the yeah. random sex was weird. Like as soon as yeah, that, like, he met that was that was, was the no one scene. I was like, oh, this is he made just it seem a, like oh, animated film. Yeah, it, it seemed like an almost like a inconvenience for him. Yeah, like oh god, this this broad wants to bang me. Get in line, toots. It, I could have almost like <laughs> felt that line coming next. Like yeah, and. Mind you, I loved the opening from the Columbia Pictures beginning uh-huh. to a, a 1959 Corvette going Hell into yeah. space, landing, and then the parachute deploying. Yeah, oh, that's great. That yeah. was phenomenal. That's, I love that energy. That's called that seg- segment is called soft landing. By the way, that was it was originally in Heavy Metal magazine. That was the- super oh, okay. dope. And then we get this random <laughs> sex scene of just this girl walking in, just like. Can I sleep with you? And I was like, okay. And then I was like, oh, I think a twelve-year-old wrote what? this. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was going to say. What well, that ever I saw to the, you? I saw the boobs, and I was uh-huh. like, oh, uh, okay. We're like I said, we're doing this. Well, it, yeah. it is. It is like you said, Olivia. It is that. It is that moment where it's like. This is what kind of movie this is. Are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> so, it's, soft, it's softcore porn, all right? Actually, it was funny because I, and I didn't make any comments on, any more comments in the, our group chat that we have um, before we, you know, before we go on and record the episode. But the, my other thought was, oh, a lot of boobies in this movie. Like, this is going to be interesting to record with the guys. Yeah. My, right. my wife, my wife said, she was making comments like that through the whole thing, and I knew it was going to be. I knew it was going to be that way too, and that was it's why. super uncomfortable. It's it's super uncomfortable. It's, it's not if you're alone. 
<laughs> it actually, you know, it you actually know, is. I'm I'm uncomfortable with it now, even if I watch you alone. <laughs> but like, go ahead. I, you know what? I, I I do have to say, like, and not not about the breast part, but some of the some of the transitions and whatnot. Especially, I think I think it's the one with the spacecraft and the two aliens like snort oh, yeah. quote unquote we, cocaine. We haven't even talked about that one. Oh yet. yeah. So. <laughs> Like, honestly, I was like, why am I not on some kind of drug right now? I feel like I need you should to, be to be either high or I don't know. I recommend I recommend just a little bit of weed. Um, <laughs> not not too much because the violence is is too much. The violence in the movie is, is like not good. But yeah. the, uh, uh, so <laughs> another 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 personal aspect of this for me is uh, uh, I am 20 years sober <laughs> because I used to do a lot of things. <laughs> and yeah. uh and so this harkens back to the very beginning of that time of my life too oh, um now i believe i've seen it stoned in fact i think that one of my favorite times seeing it uh, probably the most memorable for me i believe and it's like it for obvious reasons the memory's pretty foggy mm -hmm. um but uh i was a student at ut in uh let's see 87 88 something hey, like that come. Yeah, and um, uh, so and they had at that time the student union had all these great movies that would play for super cheap, like all the time, uh, in the Texas Union Theater, mm -hmm. and I and I saw so many great films that way, so many awesome films that way, and they would sell and they would play things like this, you know, and really? uh, yeah, oh. so I saw heavy metal there, and I think I was stoned, <laughs> and it was probably and it was probably the most enjoyable time I've ever seen it, but and the part that's best is when the two characters um, are stoned on Nyborg, whatever that is, and uh, and are driving the spacecraft before they do the landing and it's all the psychedelic, you know, it's clearly like a, a drug trip, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and yeah, and I and even now, you know, even though I, you know, I meditate now, that's my, that's my- Hell yeah, uh, dude. There you go. <laughs> right there with you, buddy. But uh, so, but when I'm watching this alone, and I, I just love that part because it's so relaxing and it's so like it's so fun. Um, yeah. But yeah, that sequence—it's uh, called uh, for some reason it's called so beautiful and so dangerous. I'm not, I'm not, I don't know that I get what's what in that is both beautiful and dangerous. Um, I'm not I sure. Mean, the I only thing I can think that. of is the drug use, but maybe, like maybe. they didn't dive into that theme very much. No, I feel yeah. Maybe this yeah. is the, a thematically dense film. Yeah. So now that's so now that the woman in that sequence is a very specific stereotype. I'm married to a Jewish American princess to some degree. So um uh so and she is very much that the character, not my wife. <laughs> she is, the character is very much that stereotype, uh intentionally, you know? Mm -hmm. Um and and they're making fun of that stereotype and they're doing things with it and and it's and it's mostly gross but it's like a little bit empowering <laughs> so um uh yeah it's just at the time that sort of that sort of uh humor was much more of a thing you know like SNL and SCTV and all that I, stuff i think so. this is the segment that has my two favorite lines and by favorite <laughs> i mean it's really awful uh, yes. I, I believe that character that you're talking about because again I don't remember her name. I don't think she had sure. a name. She may not. Uh, is, she says, "Who's gonna pay for the dry cleaning?" Yeah, yep, yep. Who's gonna yep. pay for the dry cleaning? Yes, very, 
Very stereotypical. And, and also, uh, I believe the last line of that one, because correct me if I'm wrong, but the two aliens also have a robot companion that's played by John Candy. Yes, yes that's correct. Yeah, and that was John Candy. Of course, they have sex. Uh, yes, uh, but thankfully... The robot they, and a woman. Yes, but thankfully they don't show us that. Oh, so that yeah. is not permissible yet. We just yeah. see the aftermath. No, because you know, like, why, why have a sex doll when you can have a sex robot? Yeah, that's go. true. Uh, and I believe the last line of that segment is her looking to him and going, "I forgot, are you circumcised?" To which is yes. immediately oh, followed up with too. a sick guitar riff. Yeah, and and here's the thing: when that happened, that was about the last moment that my wife was paying attention, and she mm. is Jewish, and and. And and our child is not circumcised because oh. uh, it's not necessary anymore. That's so um, <laughs> so it's, it's general mutilation. So, you know, you don't want to do that to your kid. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so um, at that moment, my wife said, I was waiting for that joke. She was like, she was like, I knew that joke. I mean, it's, it's all, it's all <laughs> lowest common denominator humor. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah. and by the way, my wife was born in 1981. Seriously. Where is Aaron? I don't know. He looks like James. Uh, yeah, he's still logged in as me. That's a little behind the scenes for you. Uh, that's uh, my LinkedIn profile picture. Oh. Um, professional thirst trap. Yeah, yeah. Professional <laughs> thirst trap when I used to run and cut my hair and shave Certainly. before the pandemic. Before the pandemic. But so I'm the pandemic. The pandemic has been awesome for my health. You can cut this out, Aaron. Later, later, Aaron. We'll make we'll make this part real difficult for you. Uh, <laughs> so I, uh, because of the anxiety and like the need to get outside, but doing something alone, I've been cycling like crazy, Ooh, and so nice. I've lost like twenty five pounds. Congrats! Because I've just awesome. been like cycling like the whole time. So, and for a guy my age, that's important. <laughs> buddy, buddy, I get. Yeah. Oh, you, yeah. You've lost a lot. 2020 yeah, is Kenny. truly, and Aaron cut this out because this makes me sound like a jerk, but it's it's nah. been, it's literally been the best year of my life just because. I, oh, that does make you sound like a jerk. <laughs> I mean, for sure, and you're, I'll accept it. You're allowed to have a silver lining. Well, I, I'm the only one in Absolutely. the world, but also I. I, I got a job in 2020 that I got, I got financial stability. I recognize that in order to have a successful relationship, I have to love myself first. Yeah. People mm -hmm. can still have good things happen at bad points in a global sense. Like, you, you shouldn't give up your uh, hard work or anything, any accomplishments you've gotten just because a bad year is happening. Sure. Like, you still should celebrate and empower yourself. Yeah. It's very important. I mean, don't I don't I was just give your power you. away from that. Uh, yeah, but Ryan, here's my power. Uh, Bring sorry. it. But I mean, I lost 77 pounds. My mental health has literally never been Dude. better. My I I, uh, I my 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 living situation is so much is is good enough that I've, I've been able to save a lot of cash. So I've never been more nice. financially secure. Wonderful. Uh, I started yeah. another part time job with. A YouTube channel where I've had videos that have seen like 500,000 people viewership. That's like amazing. I've genuinely wow. gone viral. Wow. Uh, yeah. That's awesome, dude. That's so uh, cool. and, but so most importantly, uh, Olivia has been added to the podcast and I think that's the highest point mm -hmm. of 2020. That is nice. Yeah. 
especially for this particular episode. Yeah, this one is needed. Uh, yeah. You I'm always, so, you I'm always so grateful that she is here. Yeah. You always need a woman's perspective, but this one in particular. You have to have yeah. a woman's perspective. This one, remember the rant I had for um, Heart Like a Wheel, where I was just on my uh, soapbox? Yeah, uh-huh. I. so this one I, I was expecting. I, I don't remember yeah. that rant. It was about the guy that Cha Cha oh, yeah. like ends up being in a relationship with, and how he's just a dickwad mm-hmm. and all mm-hmm. of that. So I thought I was going to be more on a soapbox for this movie, but Ryan, you've kind of helped me like see and understand. You know, okay, yes, okay. this movie is not. There's a lot of stuff that's not great that does not age well, but right. there are some redeeming the, qualities. The, the, well, the thank politics you. And, of this and, movie is abhorrent it is abysmal it is reprehensible and also this film exhibits a type of animation that does not exist in american pop culture which is it is Mm -hmm. specifically oriented for adults and even though it's outrageously juvenile it is also specifically going kind of take this seriously even though it's really silly but don't don't take mm-hmm. it in this juvenile sense. Don't take this lightly. Don't take this as necessarily disposable. Take this because more than anything, it it feels like animators going, the sky is the limit. What can we do? And truly, some of the yep. best animation is is yeah. in this. The the rotoscoped yeah. where, and again, Dude. I I continue to forget I'm our so female protagonist name. Sure, whatever. Uh, <laughs> she's got a cowboy hat. Uh, does she have a cowboy hat? I don't even remember. She's got a sword. No. No. Sorry, oh, I'm, I'm remembering because my introduction to heavy metal was the South Park episode where uh, yeah. Kenny starts cheesing. Yeah, uh, where they. I've heard about this, but I don't know. So it, they, it's an invented drug where uh, a cat sprays its musk into your face, and you get high from that. And instead of other traditional drug trips, instead they do a one-to-one recreation of heavy metal stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah, I I saw that episode of South Park like ten years ago, and I'm just now putting together that that's where the inspiration like, was, I, from, I, was from. I I watched oh, the shit, clips yeah. today, and it is shocking just how close it is. Except that South yeah. Park is a little bit more explicit about how much you're supposed to love boobs. Okay, so does everyone know what rotoscoping is? I do. Yes, and I think that's what I was trying to explain earlier with oh, okay. the Oliver and Company, you know, okay. comparison. Well, it's but- yeah, you you I'll just you film something and then you take the you take the frames from the film and you draw over them to 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 do your animation. And there's a lot of it in this movie and another movie that that I almost picked for this episode as well was Ralph Bakshi's Lord of the Rings from you the late 70s, which is equally as so, problematic. Uh, well, oh, Lord Tolkien of the is, Rings in 2021. Tolkien is problematic, um, but uh, but the rotoscoping this time period. Another movie from the time period that I also almost picked, Wizards. It's all like the same. It's all this same this same time period of animation, and it's and you know I gotta say it's very special in its mm-hmm. own way. It's mm-hmm. it's a it's a thing. It's it's it's. It's there's, a an art, genre, artist, there's an artistic thing going on there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. So, and in, and in both Wizards and uh, Bakshi's Lord of the Rings, far, far, far fewer breasts. <laughs> just, huh. just letting you know. Weird. <laughs> so, it's, it's better. I'm now going to. Pro- probably wasn't as successful then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they didn't make 20 minute 
twenty million dollars. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, I was gonna bring up something about Tarna, but now I forgot. Tarna. Other, other than it's just it reminds oh, me of Captain Marvel. I've got an opportunity. That's it. Yeah, well, she she is. Yeah, a little bit. Although Captain Marvel is the new Captain Marvel is much much better female hero. If, yes, if I could, but, absolutely. Yeah. But but Tarna is. Yeah, I do love it when Tarna kicks ass. So, I mean, yeah, it it was a weird character intro to have her ride on that dragon thing for like three minutes. <laughs> then to remove her hood and her get naked and then swim in a pool. I don't you know, know if we needed that. You know what? You know what would have completed that scene of her just like getting ready to sacrifice herself. And James, I think you can attest to this, but sure. the original version of holding out for a hero. <laughs> Hell I'm yeah. so I'm so glad that you know that song. <laughs> I love Shrek, that song. Yeah. Shrek two, Ryan. Shrek but also two. also Shrek as two. a professional Dude, musician. Let me, let me introduce you to a little movie called Streets of Fire, where that song <laughs> came from. <laughs> whoa, whoa, hold, whoa, hold a candle to Shrek 2, Ryan. That sequence made me want to be a I mean, filmmaker. I think god, Streets uh, of Fire. Oh my god, look that up. Look okay. that up. Oh, right. I don't shit. think you've gotten to the episode where James makes comparison to Shrek oh. being compared to The Godfather. Uh, yeah, so, that's what it's saying. Uh, oh, I'm not wrong. Wow. It's an hour the one. I had a very that was a very tough pill to swallow, <laughs> but I I heard my buddy out, and that's all that's important. Well, I got a I, I got a I got a tough pill for you to swallow. I have never watched The Godfather, which oh, uh, yeah, that's all right. Yeah. So, uh, and, and I would, I, I will sometime. I'd be happy sure. to. You, you but, just wait. When, when COVID's over, I'm having a, a, a steady okay. night and we're all getting together awesome. and watching I'm The there. Godfather. Leave I'm the there. gun, take the cannoli. <laughs> <laughs> but, exactly. Thank you. Here's my excuse, though, is I, I don't particularly like movies about mobsters or the mafia in general because of, because, there are no sympathetic characters to me. I mean, yeah. it's like, it's like they're all terrible people. So what, you know, and I mean, I know that's a simplification. I know that's not, you know, I'm not prejudging it, but that's why I've, that's why I've missed that. I didn't watch the Sopranos. I don't watch. Mm -hmm. It's like, I don't, I don't like those people. I yeah. don't, I don't want to see stories about them now. Now, you know, you could all point back to heavy metal and go, what the fuck, Ryan? But <laughs> I was going to say, where is the sympathetic character? In uh, Den is a sympathetic character. Den. Oh, barely. Uh, Just because he calls his well, dick a jerk but, does not you know, make he, it. He, yeah, he did sleep with the queen, though, before he went back to Christine. He did. He was two-timing, although, but they didn't Elizabeth. have any kind of agreement. I'm just saying. But her name was Christine. Fair. They didn't define Elizabeth. it. Yeah. She's the only one who actually like said her name, and we yeah. maybe remembered it. Uh, yeah. First off, if yeah. you decide to watch The Godfather, I have a chronological cut that Francis Ford Coppola made, uh, so he could get uh, more money for oh, Apocalypse cool. Now. Uh, and I would love okay, for the sure. first time that you watch The Godfather to be that specific cut because it's weird. I'd love to do that. Um, also, I, I I think that's such a good instinct to be like, no, I don't want to watch movies with reprehensible characters because it's it's a uh, it's a weird thing that we elevate criminals and specifically we value art 
or specifically motion picture art that is like, well, this is about crime, so it's about complex issues. Like it, it feels like those things kind of go one, go, kind of go hand in hand. Like the more uh, criminal it is, the more uh, apparently morally complex it is. And and in the past couple of years, with with things like Avatar: The Last Airbender and Ted Lasso, um, oh, yeah. those are two shows that have been incredibly kind and also very complex about the emotional situation of humans without trying to kind of lionize or canonize. I hope I'm using the word lionize. Another uh-huh. one to add to that is uh, the new Shira on Netflix. Lionize. Okay. Well, as you, as some of you know, I'm, I'm a Buddhist. So, mm-hmm. um, so I'm very big on like, you know, yeah, there's a lot of moral complexity in working your ass off to be compassionate and kind. I mean, yes. that's, you know, that's not, that's no joke. You know? I, I would so, argue that's the harder work. Yeah, absolutely. As you know, uh, Ryan gestures to the world at large <laughs> yeah, right now. Right. right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. Yeah. yeah, it's easy to be a, a, a shithead, to yeah. just be blunt. Uh, it's hard to be a good person and work at yourself yeah. and become better and actually have an open heart to others. And yes. and yet, uh, there are so few examples of just that in American popular culture. Like, it's always... Yeah, like, fiction. Even uh, ostensibly yeah. Captain America, who is supposed to kind of be the most pure person in, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He's just like the... He's still very violent. Yeah, he, mm-hmm. he's, he's delivering yeah. justice mm-hmm. with fists. Um, right. Well, and, and, you know, we're talking about the hero of this film, you know, Tarna, it, the great thing about her is that she's violent, yeah. you know, which yeah. I mean, you gotta so. be violent at, at points in life. That's sometimes how goals are accomplished, but also there is a problem whenever it is not like whenever you look at the top highest grossing films and you just kind of see, oh, this is yet another movie where someone proves their strength over someone. Oh, that this is yet another movie where mm-hmm. someone proves their strength yeah. over them. So, and this film, we haven't really talked about the violence because we've been talking about the sexism so much. But the, right. the, this you know. this film is very violent. Yeah. But um, I think one of the things that a, a young Ryan liked, and that a lot of um, a lot of people like, is it, they want people to be a badass for the right reason. You know, mm-hmm. it's like if you have a bad enough villain, then you can do whatever. You know, then you can then you can chop people's heads off in a bar when they can't call you. You know, right? Because so, by comparison, you're not as bad as them. You well, right, and you're and you know, and it's it's the question of how do you what what is the effective way to deal with evil and what's the necessary thing to do to deal with evil and you know right and, and I don't so. think there is one answer. Yeah. I think it's case by case because sure. evil is so complex that you have to. If you choose to meet it and it's not everyone's mission or uh, life goal to stand against evil, it's perfectly fine to be neutral and just live your life. But if you so choose to try and go against that, you can't just use I, one tool. I, There's a multitude actually, of Actually, I think there is one clear way. And it's I think it's best demonstrated in Ryan's favorite Star Wars movie, The Rise of Skywalker. You form a force dyad and you cross your lightsabers and you go, No. My favorite Star Wars movie of That's... the new trilogy. Really? <laughs> Addendum. My favorite Star Wars movie is Empire Strikes Back, followed closely by Rogue One. 
Hey. hey. <laughs> nice. And then we and go then back Rise to uh, episode four. No, no, Rise of Skywalker is a little more okay. down the list. But. I'm going to go back to my point just to say one thing. Uh, 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 the tool to fight against evil is love, but love yeah. comes in many, many forms Amen. and sees very <laughs> right, different save- things. So that's why I meant by it, it comes in you different ways. You don't fight ways. what you hate, you save what you love. Love is the one tool, but you get to use that tool in a multitude right. of different ways. Okay, I'm done. So, and and speaking of that, uh, uh, that's what I think Tarna and her bird, that's what I think mm. was going on there. The So yeah, the first scene where she rides for three minutes and we get this like super interesting animation that's a little bit weird and, yeah. and everything. Yeah. And it's like a little tiring. It's like, uh-huh. how, you know, uh-huh. could we please just get to where you're going, Tarna? Right, right. But her relationship with her bird, I think, was meant to exhibit that was meant to exhibit and also the I fact that, that she's a woman that are you know i mean i don't i don't want to stereotype but in in fiction and in literature and in mythology women are more associated with love than men so yeah you know definitely yeah. i mean mm-hmm. well i mean they they uh again going in that realm and just how biology works they carry the children yeah i know my wife all. My wife's carrying one in the other room right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, you get it. Anyway, see, I'm so glad that we went to this, like, ridiculous, sappy, philosophical place. Thank you. Uh, yeah, this is what Shane Watch is all about. We explore, like, I mean, we, we peek in each nook and cranny. Yeah, you know, for, for every, every bright spot. spot. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, and it's, uh, and, and you know, something else I'll say about this movie, for all its problems, it's fucking fun, man. It is like, yeah. I have so yeah. much fun with it. I mean, and it's, yeah, it's, as I've grown, I, I see the problems with it now, mm-hmm. but it's so fun. I just, yeah, and I, I just enjoy it every time I watch it. So. Devin and I were like, we were pumped the first like <laughs> 10 minutes uh, and throughout it always. But then like, as the sexism did, and more yeah. problematic things became more ample, we were like, oh, okay, yeah. okay. Did it first get squeaky when Harry Canyon first had sex? Was that the... That was the first, like, oh, I that's that, weird. Yeah. And, okay. But then we were like, okay, we're back in it. That was a weird thing. Probably won't happen again. And then... <laughs> you you <laughs> poor man. <laughs> so it was like, oh, I mean, okay. Ryan, this is certainly oh, the that... place to go on tangents. Uh, we're not going to pelt you with, like, tomatoes or anything. Uh Oh, is that where speaking we're of tomatoes, uh, I think yeah, it's yeah. time before before you go there. I want to say one thing. Den is the stand in for all the teenage boys who love this movie. That's what oh, Den is. Den is, Den is, Den is the, that who's, that's who Den represents. OK, I think go ahead, Kenny. Line, I'm sorry I to interrupt you. I think the line that best executes that is, wow, on Earth, I was a nobody. And now but here I, I get I Den. did. To, yeah. I but when I play place, Dungeons and Dragons, I'm, I'm Den. Den. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, Kenny, I apologize. It's the Rotten Tomatoes game. Boom, da boom, boom, splat. The Rotten Tomatoes game is based off of the website Rotten Tomatoes, a film review aggregator that takes all submitted film reviews, averages them out by a pass-fail system that assigns a percentage on how many people might think a movie is either fresh or rotten. This is not a score that a film is X percent good. It's only a survey of how many people liked it. I will be asking for three numbers today. Oh, three. That is Why correct. Three? That That's more than two, though. Uh, outstanding. And, uh, Alan, if you're listening to this episode and updating the Rotten Tomatoes spreadsheet, I want you to give Aaron just a bonus point on that one. 
Okay, that's not how it works. Oh, are we, are we bringing this game no, back? Absolutely. Guys, I owe money every single time. Give me a fucking <laughs> Uh But I will be hey, asking... This is the episode where Aaron snaps. Sure. I'll be asking for three score... Uh, Three numbers, uh, one being the critical approval rating, uh, the second being an audience approval rating, and the third, a secret that only I will reveal upon deployment. Uh, oh, boy. Starting off with the critical approval rating uh, of 30 critical reviews, uh, starting with Mr. Hill, who brought this to us. What do you think the critical approval rating is for Heavy Metal? Oh, God, I worked really hard not to look this up all week, and I've still not looked it up um, uh, because I heard this bit. Um, <laughs> so uh, it's got to be pretty low. Um, <laughs> the, uh, But oh, I know there's some guys in there going, but the animation. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. So There's only 30, though. Just as <laughs> PC culture is trying to ruin everything, why can't you just let a movie be awesome? Uh, I'm gonna say it. So this is critics. Yes. yes. I'm gonna say, God, twenty-five percent. Ooh, twenty-five okay. percent. Okay. This is the ooh the because it's low. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, it is shame watch, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. And uh, Ryan is playing for keeps. Let's see if Aaron is also playing for keeps. Uh, sorry, Aaron, am I boring you? God damn it. God. <laughs> I'm going to say a number, and that number is 44. 44? Why 44? You're, you're a braver man than I am. It feels Because <laughs> I, I think there was enough people that were like this, to f- fuck it. And I'll say, sure, I like it. Sure. I think. I don't think they're as hostile as we're thinking. But then again, I'm a optimistic person by nature, and that has gotten me in arguments. So oh, I'm, I'm going to say 44. Uh, speaking of optimism, the epitome of optimism, Miss Suarez, uh, what does the lioness have to say about the critical score for heavy metal? You know, it's funny that Aaron brought up 44% because I'm thinking 40%. Ooh. And for Aaron's reasons, minus four. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> so, you know what I would have been interested in before I made this is like, what time period are the reviews from? Are yeah. they from 1981? <laughs> are they from now? Because it's going to, it's, it's, it, well, but then again, it has potential to both go down and go up because someone, you know, because our sensibilities change and hopefully we grow as a people. But, then, but then also, yeah, but then, um, but then also uh, people might look at its huge influence that it's had sure. and things like that. So, uh, Mr. Fight, did this movie have an influence on critics? 35%. 35%. Why 35? Uh, I was green is reason minus nine. Well, it's more, everyone seems like they're, Missing out in the middle area. I feel like Olivia and Aaron are too high, and I think Ryan's too low. So I'm like Goldilocks. I'm going right for what feels right. Going for the middle porridge. Well, James, that is a great instinct, uh, but unfortunately it's also a bad instinct. All of you have gone way under. The correct answer is 60%. 
What? Tricks? I was going to say 69 what? as a joke answer. <laughs> I should have. <laughs> oh. This is certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. 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 You know. Well, you know, it is a movie watcher's movie. I mean, it's like a it's it's a it's a nerdy movie. It's also super sexist. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess that doesn't stop the crits. Certainly. Uh, but but by but but with Ryan's point, you're not gonna get the casual Netflix watcher to watch heavy metal. You're, no, this is that's true. You you have to dig pretty for much it. a film film person. Film. You could if you broke yeah. it up into episodes. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Because people well, which is people fair. love episodes. <laughs> they hate watching movies, but they love watching episodes. Yeah, I which is pretty true. much what Love, Death, and Robots is. Uh, speaking uh, of Love, love Death, Death, and Robots, robots so let's see if the audience loves, dies, or robots this film. Out of 38,891 <laughs> audience rankings. I'm sorry, how many? 38,891 audience rankings. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> still not as much as Too Fast, Too Furious, but still it, high. Certainly. Mr. Fight, uh, what do you think critics said about this 69%. movie? 69%. Why, <laughs> why 69 because I was going to say it as a joke answer in the beginning, and now I just have to go with it. Certainly. Ms. Suarez? I'm going to say 68% because I don't have a problem with being a little under. Hey! hey. <laughs> yeah. uh, Alan also give Olivia a point for that answer. Uh, excellent. Uh, Mr. Salinas? 80, because I don't have a problem with being a sweaty top. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. And Mr. Hill, just to remind you what the scores have been so far. Please. Uh, James hilariously went with 69. Nice. Then Olivia nice. Olivia made the strategic <laughs> choice of going one under with 68. And instead of going one under, Mr. Salinas went up to 80. What would you like to do, Mr. Hill? Would you like to, for some reason, okay. play this gambit and go one under? Or would you like to uh, wildly go above uh, both James and Aaron's? Uh, not Aaron's, James and Olivia's numbers. I'm so conflicted. Uh, so the, the critic score was a surprisingly high, what? 60%. 60%. Okay. Oh, then James kind of is actually hitting around the right area, even though he's making a joke. Um, I have to. Oh, I know what I'll do. I'll just undercut Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> well, we just started this beautiful friendship. That's okay. Uh, I got I got Olivia now. <laughs> that's true. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you can also undercut Olivia too, so to maintain Aaron's friendship. Yeah, I thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Ryan wisely, is a Slytherin. Ryan. If we're in Harry Potter land. Well, see, uh, the, the, yeah, well, yeah. Uh, Olivia <laughs> said that Olivia said the phrase "professional musician" earlier, which has been fascinating me, and I want to talk to her about it. So. <laughs> So uh, Ryan, I own a ukulele. Going. I just don't know how to play it, okay? So I'm kind of a big deal. Dude, you are undercut by one. <laughs> <laughs> so that is 79% from Mr. Hill. Well, poop. <laughs> and Ryan, that was a great instinct. Uh, but unfortunately, that is also an incorrect instinct. Uh, Olivia is closest without going under, like I was trying to tell you. Uh, the correct answer is 67%. Oh, oh my God. God. I could have nailed it. 
The woman takes, there you go. takes it all. Yeah, Tarna. Exactly. This is our Tarna. Yeah, exactly. Tarna. Yeah, 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 yeah. She saved the universe. Over. Certainly. Yeah. Sacrificed herself and saved the universe so that a new Tarakian could it be was, born. It yes. was fitting that a woman won this game for Absolutely. this. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. And let's yet. Be clear. One, one half, one third of this game. Yes. The game's not over. Because we yet. still have but uh, one more round to play. Uh, oh, shit. As you might have noticed, there's a lot of blood in this movie. I thought uh-huh. you say boobies. Yeah. I was like, that's all we've talked about. <laughs> we haven't even talked about the violence very much. Certainly. So. But there's a lot of blood in this movie. And there's a body count in this movie. Oh, oh my I would God. like for you to tell I, me, according to IMDb, please don't look at it, what the body count of this film is, uh, starting with our winner from the last round, Miss Juarez. Oof. Okay, 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 okay. Wait, 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 wait. Does this mean that the death has to take place on screen? You have to see it? I don't know. I just read the number from IMDb, okay. you dummy. All right. Okay. Because yeah, I'm trying to tick them off in my head. Same, right? Because, <laughs> like, yeah, we see a lot, but there's also implied There's a lot of implied ones. Yeah. I like that yeah. you're playing to win, even though you're not going to win anything. <laughs> hey, what's the point of a game if you're not you playing just to win? Exactly. Stab this game in exactly. the heart. No. <laughs> well, that's the last time we're doing Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Hard. I didn't count. I I did try to count the number of uh, women who worked on this film, but I did not try to count the bodies. Uh, well, there are definitely more bodies than women who worked on this film. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I you didn't... can start with three cat collars in the bar. Yep. So it's at least <laughs> yeah. three. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say and this is probably particularly low. I'm guessing like. 56? 56. 56. And Olivia's saying that is particularly low. Mr. Fight, do you agree? Disagree? For some reason, agree exactly with that. Also want to say 56? I disagree. And I'm going to swing for the fences. 232. 232. <laughs> American? Whoa. <laughs> oh, yeah. Canadian. That's like 411 bodies. <laughs> uh, Mr. Salinas. One ten. One ten. And just a reminder, if you don't get this number exactly right, you will have to pay twenty dollars to a charity of the overall winner's choice. Why is that get brought up after I go? Is that just specifically for me or a quick reminder to the whole Uh Ryan, bunch? it's your turn. Uh so I've been thinking about what the definition is of what counts as a body. Mm-hmm. And so uh, and is the, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna destroy my friendship with Olivia too. Um, <laughs> oh no! Oh go, no! And go with Slytherin strikes again. <laughs> and it was beautiful while it lasted. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Aaron is closest without going under uh, at one ten. And also, for a movie like this, there is really only one number that could be how many bodies died. 69. 69 dead <laughs> bodies. Oh, my You've got to be kidding I me. I put my, num- my joke answer in the wrong spot. That is uh, awesome. You've got to be kidding me. I mean, that's- <laughs> according to IMDb, so potentially take it with a grain of salt. But also, for a movie like this, it kind of seems correct. Uh, honestly, I wonder if they I did hope, it on purpose. 
Yeah, I kind of <laughs> hope that was like on the storyboard to. meeting first. They were like, hey, we want to make a movie with 69 dead bodies. And someone in the back said, I got it. And then they just rolled from there. That's what I really hope. I got, hoped I got the script for you, Johnny. I've been waiting for this one. Like, it's oh, just my opportunity. I'm Ivan. Oh, that's. Oh. Wow. Uh, You're so right, Kenny. I, I should donate. I mean, yeah. So, uh, although you were closest without going under. You know what? I'll wave it. Wow. Is this finally where we're going to kill this damn bit? James, wait. First off, it's not I, a bit, and I really don't appreciate your tone. Um, you, are we gonna kill this bitch, James? Are I, we gonna slaughter? Okay, this? okay, James. This head of this. Bitch? Okay, James. This show is about positivity. You know what? I say that you donate thirty dollars to a charity of someone's choice, James. Ryan, what oh. I donate to? Oh, that's a good question. Um, oh, uh, Central Texas Food Bank. Will do. Yep, they've been they've been needing help this yeah. past couple of months. Yeah, because yeah. lots of people are struggling. Uh, with food security in the pandemic. I can't so, imagine one yeah. reason why. Mind you, John uh, Cornyn uh, posted pictures of his prime rib from Christmas, so fuck that guy. Yeah. Great. Um, so I would like for one of you to go to your Patreon and see how much money you're getting per month right now. Oh, okay. oh I already know because I checked it every day. Did No, no. Look at it now. Oh. What did you do? <laughs> And you know what? It was accidental. I did. I, I, I just, I just wanted to give you guys money, and then I, I accidentally hit it at sixty nine because I gave the, I gave the ten bucks, and it just hit sixty nine. Oh God, thank you so much, folks. I have to say, this is probably the nicest episode that we've ever done. This is, and you know yeah, what? Yeah, and, and and Ryan, like, yeah, you, you can listen to all of the the Bachelor Bachelorette episodes. Shame Watch TV. You can, We're friends. Well, you yet. know, you know what? That actually might help my marriage. So, <laughs> so I will do that. I will do that with my wife. <laughs> okay. You can. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, let's let's bring this into the station, folks. We've been going for let's a hot it. minute. Oh boy. Well, that's been our episode of Shame Watch. Thank you to Denise Hudson for our rockin' theme song and to James Garcia for our artwork. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Shame Watch on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever podcasts are found. Do you have suggestions, questions, comments, or general tomfoolery you want to contribute to the pod? Send it our way. Visit us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at Shame Watch Pod so we can talk with you. Finally, you can contribute to our Patreon at Patreon dot com slash shame watch it does cost money to put out superb content like this pod so even a one dollar donation can make a huge difference and uh now usually i i ask our hosts what the rewards are but since uh, ryan just donated ryan what can people get the ten dollar level oh, of our patreon uh, i think i get a picture of your feet don't i that's, that's <laughs> one of the things yes, yes. which a... you know he's which you know in the spirit of this creepy ass movie was the exact thing i wanted <laughs> it's been a Just long a day on top uh, uh i'm trying to find it now you're half right there's one more thing that you get oh a haiku yes. written by one of you so yes <laughs> yes uh, Olivia, what happens at the $7 level? 
get the behind the scenes content and believe me there's a lot of behind the scenes content coming your way <laughs> Aaron what happens at the $5 level funny you should ask James at the $5 level shameful you get our yummy pre-show bits ever wonder what we talk about before the podcast well now you don't have to wonder anymore plus you get all the other perks and Kenny, what happens at the $2 level? You get your name read aloud each episode of the podcast, as well as access to Shame Watch TV. Olivia is deep, deep, deep into yet another beautiful season of The Bachelor. And boy, howdy, is it getting capital D, capital R, capital A, capital M, capital A, dramatic. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh I have a final word I would like to say. Yes, of course. So I thought, so when I first started trying to figure out the movie I was going to do, I was having a hard time because I was thinking, okay, I got to find a movie that I love that most people hate, right? Sure, sure. And I was struggling with that. And then I was listening to Paul's episode and somebody said something about just, well, this is just about like shame or embarrassment in general. Like, what is it? And that's when it clicked that this is the perfect movie for that. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks, man. This, this was a lot of fun. I'm, I'm glad I could... Yeah. Al- I, I think I'm almost done with watching all of Candy's filmography. So, I'm glad I was able to, to do it with this one. Cool. Yeah. And, Olivia, can you take us home with those... Uh, wait! Patri- wait! Wait! Wow. 18 years of nothing and now twice in one day? What a podcast. <laughs> it's a great line. It's a great line. It's <laughs> Olivia, go, go ahead and take us home with the patrons. All right. Kenny Madison. Of Austin, Texas. Aaron O. Salinas. Of Austin, Texas. Gene Fight. Of Bowling Green, Ohio. Alan Smith. Of Leander, Texas. Bradley McPherson. Of Tulsa, OK. Jennifer Steinberg. Of Austin, Texas. Heraclio Gonzalez. Of Austin, Texas. Ian Keegan. Of Gillette, Wyoming. Danny Cantu. Of San Marcos, Texas. Miranda Suarez. Of San Antonio, Texas. Irene Suarez. Of San Antonio, Texas. Nolan Barger. Of Oklahoma City, OK. The Con Save. Of Stephenville, Texas. Ilana Cuomo, Holly. Of Austin, Texas. Rebecca Trejo. De la H. From Houston, Texas. Irving Castellanos. Of Austin, Texas. uh, Yes, Austin. Duran. From Kyle, Texas. Ashley Blom. From uh, Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara, California. And last but not least, our guest this episode, Ryan Hill. Of Austin, Texas. Yeah, thank you so much, Ryan. Woo! This has been a blast. And uh, to our, all our other listeners, until next time, our watch has now ended. Wait, Die. wait, James, wait. God, that was such a good closer, though. Earth women, it was good. Earth women who experience podcast ecstasy with mechanical assistance always tend to feel awesome. guilty. Another great line. That's another good Uh, one. (laughs) Until next time, our watches. Wait, wait. God damn it.
Ryan Hill, you stand here accused of 12 counts of podcasting in the first degree, 14 counts of armed podcast of Federation property, 22 counts of podcasting in high space, 18 counts of fraud, 37 counts of podcasting, and one moving violation. How do you plead? Not guilty! <laughs> Until next time, our watch has now ended. Dive at your own risk. I can't believe we're at sixty nine a month. That's so good. <laughs> uh, you know, it was it was a total accident. I was like, 